Hey Worms, I'm Blythe. This week's book is Dark Places by Jillian Flynn. And in order to get the ball rolling on this mystery novel, I'm going to share a personal, something personal about me, (laughs) a time when I uh, act completely out of fear. No rational thought, no logic. I'm just operating completely from a place of fear. So um, sometimes I will go to the grocery store and just like buy you know fresh produce etc or just like a full set of groceries and I'll look at it in my refrigerator and I'll think like okay if I eat these groceries then I won't have groceries anymore so then I (laughs) so then I don't eat them and then they go bad and it's it's embarrassing, but I'm operating out of fear again. There's no logic, there's no rational thought. I'm just operating out of fear, and um, that also that happened with this book. Uh, so I bought it and I was reading it really quickly, but then uh, I I set it down for months. Because I was getting to the end too fast, so I just said, okay, I'm going to put it down. And then, like, months later, I had it was still down, and so I just, like, didn't finish the book. Um, so I'm coming back to it now. Conducting one's life from a place of fear is very prevalent in this novel. Well, the book follows Libby Day, whose entire family is murdered randomly and mysteriously in a Midwestern farm town, and she and her brother are the only survivors. She, as a child, testifies against her brother, and he is sent to prison for life. So when we first meet her character, she is very closed off to the world. She doesn't have I don't think she has any relationships she uh, has a, a relationship with her aunt but she that's sort of dissolved over the years she doesn't uh, interact well with the outside world in general she is very paranoid she doesn't deal with the murders at all her she doesn't deal with the death of her family at all she keeps all of the the Anything she has from her family is, like, kept in, uh, sort of, it's put away. Her relationship with the outside world is that they know her from the news. They know her story uh, because it was a pretty big murder case and a pretty uh, popular one in the town. And she becomes very selfish and a shut-in. This changes because... One day, someone reaches out to her about, well, she, first of all, she's running out of, of money. She is running out of money. She needs some options 
for a job, et cetera, or some income. And someone from um, a sort of one of those cult clubs, it's called the Kill Club in the book, but they are one of those, like, fan clubs, and they study, uh, like, popular murders. So they have reached out to her, and this sort of begins her journey to dealing with her past, because she has to hear all of these people talk about it because she wants... First, initially, she's motivated by the money, and then she discovers that uh, she is... She's, she is interested in her family and figuring out sort of what happened with her family that night. Um, she was only seven when it happened. So she goes into this investigation that prompts her to, like, face her past, etc. And uh, she, found, she finds out some interesting things and there's good character growth here the mistake that i made with choosing this for a a book club of this format is that a mystery novel at the end is solved so there's nothing uh, there's no real space for speculation here uh, because at the end we have the answer you know if this were like a traditional situation where we met i don't know a quarter of the way through the book and then three quarters of the way through the book we could speculate about who the murderer could be, but um, we can't do that. So I'm just going to talk about some things that I enjoy. So the character Lyle is the person who runs the Kill Club, who uh, are the fanatics of all of these famous murders. And his investment into the story is he is interested in kids who cause things. So... Uh, Libby, I guess he sees Libby because she was uh, the survivor of the murders and she was a kid as a, an influential person um, in the case. Also because she testified against Ben and now he's in jail forever, in prison forever. And then Chrissy Cates is another kid who accused Ben of molesting her um, when she was young. So that was also a part of the testimony of the case building up against him i really enjoyed the parallel that was drawn between libby day and chrissy cates in the book they were both they were both uh these impressionable kids who later just became so closed off to the world and the scene where chrissy cates comes and visits libby and tells her what happened from her point of view that night, you can just see the parallels drawn between them. They were both sort of coached into telling this story about what happened on the night of the murders. And then they both sort of went down this path where their families dissolved. They were closed off from the world. They both have a strong weakness and uh, an inability to connect and sort of communicate with other people. They are both scavengers. They're just sort of these very uh, alone people. I don't want to say lonely, but they have just forged a life of just being used to being alone, being closed off from the world because of uh, what happened when they were kids. I want to talk about the format of the book. So the book follows Libby Day in present day, and then it, but it does these flashbacks where it goes and uh, goes to the like the night right before the murder, the date and time right before. And then at first we're just kind of moving along, we're gathering evidence, we're building characters, you know, we're understanding where we are and what's happened and what people believe and 
you know and then at the end it sort of starts like the chapters get quicker and it does these like quicker flashbacks and they start just quick firing like (laughs) just cliffhangers cliffhangers you know what I mean like build up anticipation and then um I love at the end how they just put the axe in everybody's hand so the axe is the main murder is one of the main murder weapons people get pretty slashed and uh so you know we see Patty with an axe we're like oh did Patty do it Ben has an axe we're like oh did Ben do it did Trey Tipano do it did DeAndre do it you know like everybody has the axe in their hand at the end I loved that play and then out of the blue there's a chapter with um Chris Deal oh I mean Calvin Deal sorry and that for that just took me completely unexpected I mean out of nowhere there's just Calvin here and I think that this is the character I empathize with the most. I hate to say this. I mean, this, it depends, you know, it depends on how Kevorkian you are or how you feel about that whole thing. But I, he is the one, I think, this is the chapter that made me, this is the chapter that made me feel empathy, I think, because... I I mean, and I know that that's what the book wants you to feel, you know, but I mean, it works. I, I'm totally there with him. Calvin's killings always worked with the seasons. Drowning during spring floods, hunting accidents during autumn. January was the season for house robberies and violence. Christmas was over, and the new year just reminded you of how little your life had changed. And man, people got angry in January. That's a little excerpt on Calvin. Another thing that we find uh, when people are going over their versions of that night is that Libby's life was spared several times. So the first time she escapes through the window and then Calvin sees her when he gets outside and he but he thinks that he is seeing someone else. So he lets that go. Ben sees her in the bushes. We find we find out. And he lets her go, um, even though he was obviously down for Deandra. But and then at the end of the book, when she escapes again from the basement. So that's four times. And she brings this up in the beginning. She says she speculates on whether or not it's even possible for her to die because this freak accident happened to her family and of course it can't happen again so was she right about that or was she just lucky i'm trying not to give away the murderer even though you're supposed to have read the book already so i guess with that i'll go ahead and get into my questions about the book what is your opinion of patty the mother do you think that what she did was brave do you find her to be a pathetic person she's sort of painted as a weak character but at the end we find out that she did make a decision on her own for her family but given the nature of that decision I know that that can cause a divide uh, in opinions also um, did the development of Lyle and Libby's friendship feel natural to you I am conflicted also the so Ben and like the groups of women who were in love with him I think I feel like this is a common thing so many like male long-term prison inmates 
get married to these women on the outside who just find out about their case and they love them. The only thing I can really come up with is that once you accept that you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life, you probably have nothing to lose in the way of vulnerability. So it's probably very easy to develop uh, a relationship that seems or is pretty open over these letters that people write because there is no longer yeah there's nothing to lose you don't have to fear rejection or anything like that you you can probably really open up so I guess there is space for a a connection to develop uh with a long-term inmate there's lots of books on this I should look into that so I guess that's it for that book I would recommend Gone Girl. That's the only other novel I've read by Gillian Flynn. The uh, I, I was actually going to look for, when I came across this, I was looking for Sharp Objects, and they didn't have it at the bookstore I went to, so uh, I ended up with Dark Places. I love it. I also recommend um, Stephen King loves this writer. So Stephen King, if you're into sort of mystery situations... And Christmas just passed, and I wanted to say what books I got for myself for the holiday. I picked up, <laughs> picked up from Amazon, uh, the autobiography of Gucci Mane. Um, I don't know. Uh, apparently, Gucci Mane is like pretty brilliant, which I'm inclined to believe because he's responsible for the career of Michael Williams, who is my favorite producer. The Second World War by Anthony Beaver, um, or Beaver, it's probably just Beaver, I don't know, I'll look it up. Anyway, uh, I would like to get more into politics, and I feel like starting with history is probably the best angle for me, um, because I'm ignorant. And Daring Greatly, which is also going to be next week's book, right in time for those of you who pretend that you're going to make changes to your personality just because the date has changed. So read that, and we'll talk about it next week. Thank you so much for listening. can reach Lou or Chrissy Cates? She let out a sigh like a single puff of smoke. (sighs) Lou would be in some bar somewhere in the state of Kansas, I'd guess. Chrissy, drive up west on I-70 just past Columbia, take a left into any of those strip clubs, don't call again.